Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm this week's host, Ashley Sanchez, and every year, Endow holds carp derbies across the state to encourage people to get out and fish for carp. Here to talk about carp fishing and some of the upcoming events is Conservation Education Chief Chris Vasey, and then we have some carp fishing enthusiasts, Aaron Keller. Jan Nemec and Ivy, who's actually joining us on the phone from Vegas. Welcome, everyone. Hi there. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, let's just get right into this and talk about, before the show started, we were talking about how carp hasn't traditionally been a popular fish to fish for. So let's talk about kind of the history of how we started to encourage people to start fishing for it. It's actually... um it's been it was kind of a brainchild of uh, a former biologist, a supervisor biologist, Mike Savon. He was here in the western region, and um, you know, for years, biologists have to kill off carp because they're invasive, and they kind of destroy habitats for other fish. And um, Mike was kind of at the end of his career, and he says, "Man, I've just been killing so many carp um, all my life. I've been killing carp." And he goes, "You know, I'm 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 about to embrace them." And he, I said, "What do you mean?" And he goes, uh, well, I, I actually want to fish for them. And uh, he goes, I read a book, and it was uh, Carp on the Fly. And he goes, I, I went out, and I started tying flies for them, and it was easier than I thought. And uh, I was like, man, I, I'd like to try that. And so I went out on the water and um, with him, and we ended up catching a, uh, on his flies um, a couple of carp that were like over 15 pounds wow. and I was like holy cow that just ripped my line out my reel was screaming I was like that is some serious fun I think we could definitely put something together um, so we started there it was on a you know basically a fly fishing uh, element and then once we got into that he was like I think like, we can go one step further I think we could do this a full-on derby you know like for people I think people should know how fun this is did it start as a derby or as a clinic it was a derby uh, you know and it started that way um and it kind of both right we we did a how-to fish forum and then we would and then we said okay we're gonna have a little bit of a contest and then it started kind of with adults and kids and then at that point it was like now this is such a kid event let's just move it to kids and then so we ended up just having a carp derby for kids and that's how it kind of evolved and it's been i think 15 years that we've been doing this and it was kind of his brainchild and and really just going after underutilized fish which these are carp mm-hmm. and um targeting them and th- there's nothing better for a kid to catch um there's almost every time we go out and have one of these events you're going to see some kid get his rod ripped out of his hand that's how big these carp are I mean, we've lost a lot of Barbie poles into the Lake Lahan. <laughs> <and, laughs> They're floating all yeah. over the bottom right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's just because of pure strength and power of the fish. And it's it's nothing better for a kid to catch such a large fish like that. And they don't care. That's that's uh, They don't care that, you know, they're not the best tasting. Some people t- think they're delicious, but um, I have yet to really think that they're that good but i bet you i could smoke them up and i bet you could prepare them yeah it's just interesting to me that they're you know they're all over our 
some of our bodies of waters, but they're just not popular to fish. So is it the taste that made it well, not popular? Well, I think some people think it's a quick, you know, they do really enjoy the taste, mm-hmm. uh, um, but they're just not targeted and it's not something that's mm-hmm. uh, utilized here. Um, you know, the, the history of the carp is kind of interesting because it was a, it was, um, you know, basically they got into our waters because of the Comstock. It was used for a food source to feed the miners. And so everywhere there was a rail, there was a fish thrown in, a carp thrown into those waters that was next to a railroad. And so they were trying to populate the waters so they could use them for f- uh, feeding the miners. Anyways, gotcha. it, long story, it, all our waters that are next to a <laughs> railroad <laughs> have Which is carp. most of our carp. waters <laughs> yeah, exactly. in Nevada. So that's right. why we should get out and fish them. Yeah, right? so. yeah, yeah. So embrace them. And they're uh, definitely underutilized. And, uh, you know, I think we should get more people out there targeting them. They're super fun, super fun to catch. Definitely. I feel like the Europeans kind of have had it right for a long time. They've been fishing for them forever. And yeah. Yeah, I think that the uh, carp derby and the, the fly fishing really taking off, it's really, really opened some doors for sure. For sure. I think the uh, the last carp derby I was able to attend, I volunteered, was maybe about six or eight years ago. And I think that was probably transition period when it was going from maybe the adults to just the kids. And there's maybe 40 or 50 people. I think it's grown quite a bit since then. What do you what do you expect this year? Well, it's... it's or it what it was last year. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. And, and Aaron can speak to this, too, because he's watched it grow over the years where, you know, we had 20 or 30 people show up the first year. We've actually watched kids grow up through the carp derby. Oh. So yeah, you can watch them. Yeah, yeah like so these kids that come year after year <laughs> after year, um, it's a it's really cool because they they we've they've attended for like 15 years. That's how much they look forward to it, and the and the size of it's grown to you know we're close to I think we were 130 140 last year. Oh yeah, easy. And what's yeah. cool about it is just such a great relaxing. Uh, event for kids and families. You know, they set up their canopies. The real prepared people got their own bait. Yeah, they're they're making up their own secret recipe oh, and everything. Cool. So um, it's just become this big. Yeah, before we almost. got on the uh, before we started recording, we were like, well, "How long we've we been doing this?" And the way we gauged it is how old our friends' kids are now. So we were like, <laughs> "Well, they're in high school now, and they started <laughs> yeah. when they that's were two. That's depressing in a way. So yeah. it makes like you feel how old. old we're getting. That's how old we are, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But that's how we gauged going back because we watch those kids grow up coming to the carp derby every year. And uh, I know Ivy just had hers, which has a cool name, right, Ivy? Yeah, we call ours a carp rodeo, and the, the graphic that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service came up with is very cute. It's got a cowboy on the back of a carp, bucking carp. Excellent. Um, but it's <laughs> nice. a lot of fun. We just... Uh, we had ours on the 28th of April. We always hold them last Saturday. We've tried other times of the year, but the water levels are higher then, and we hold it up at the Peranicate National Wildlife Refuge, which historically has had a lot of problems with carp. They've done several fish eradications where they've actually drained it down to try to get rid of all the carp, and nothing seems to work. So this contest is a great way to, to get rid of a lot of the carp and still have a lot of fun. Excellent. Gotcha. All right, so and you're partnering with Fish and Wildlife Service yes. for that one. We've been doing ours for about six years now, uh-huh. and this year we had uh, about 70 people show up, and considering we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere at Paranagate, that's a really good turnout. Yeah, and it, it just keeps growing every year, doesn't it, Ivy? Yeah, and it's what's really interesting is we have a, uh, a population of Eastern Europeans here in Las Vegas, and they love fishing for carp, and they love eating them, and they've been showing up, and they'll take 30, 40 carp out in the space of two hours. Wow. So they've got the, <laughs> nice. the technique down really good. Have you uh, tasted some of their delicacies? 
Um, actually, we have a gentleman that comes to our competition that does a different carp recipe every year to give people a chance to, to see what the fish tastes like. Um, he did carp cakes this year, which are very similar to crab cakes, and they were very tasty. Nice. That sounds good. It's it's just cool how this has grown into such this family tradition. Fishing, getting out there, fishing for carp all across our state. Like Ivy's talking about her event. Yeah, I um, think we, we could. E- I mean, we could probably hold events all across the state, and all of them would be well attended. But oh yeah, I mean, and once they're discovered, the yeah. word really passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the discovery is a big process because. With our event specifically, the kids, I feel like the adults are the ones that are probably dragging the kids back because it's, it's comedy. Like like you kind of talked about the barbie rods getting dragged into the, <laughs> the water. I mean, if you've ever seen a kid with a 10 or 15-pound carp on the end of a rod, he, he gets walked up and down the beach for for 45 minutes. It's Yeah, hilarious. it's, it's in our, like, when they're registering that morning, we're telling them, like, these are big fish. you got to hang on to your rods. <laughs> like, don't just lean them up against a lawn chair. And I mean, we... You, every once in a while, you'll see a dad just go running off into the water, and he's trying to catch that rod. And it's, like, it's seriously like Jaws, you know, when they hook the buoys onto Jaws, and he's going off. That's what it's like, and the dad's chasing after it. It's hilarious. I'm going to have to so. go to this. This sounds you know really what? entertaining. Even if you don't have kids, it might be an entertaining <laughs> yeah. and, and I mean, just for the show. Just yeah, and like Chris said, um, this event is... Well, at least the the one at Lahontan is kind of the one that he was referring to at the time, but everybody just kind of spreads out. It's real laid back. I mean, you're in board shorts and flip flops, and you're catching fish, and you're hanging out at the beach, and uh, it's it's just different than any other clinic, derby, anything else we put on. Yeah, the just the you know the relaxed atmosphere. Everybody's just hanging. Like I said, they have their canopies. They all come up with their own recipes to catch the carp. Um, carp are really driven towards sugar. People are going online, so they're getting all their little special recipes. There's one guy that was winning every single year. One family. Yeah, one family. Yeah, one right. family. Yeah. yeah. And it was his recipe, but you know, we were over there trying to pick his brain for his recipe because <laughs> yeah. he was definitely catching the bigger he had fish. The best recipe. Ivy, <laughs> do you guys have any secret recipes when <clears throat> at the rodeo? Um, I actually use a recipe that Mr. Basie taught me of. Uh, Grape Kool-Aid and crack corn. That grape Kool-Aid. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the grape Kool-Aid. So yeah. they love sugar. That's they love really sugar. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. This year we actually forgot the Kool-Aid, so we were using Gatorade. How, how'd the Gatorade so. work? Was it okay, too? And it seemed to help. All right. Yeah, no. Okay. Got the job done still. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Like, we were trying to explain to Ashley before we hit record, like, all the secret recipes to fish yeah. carp and... I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll I've just never thought about it before that you need to come up with these recipes that bring in. I don't know. It's it's entertaining. Like I would have never thought of Kool Aid and. Corn yeah, it's part of the fun, you know, because you go home and you get your kids, you know, around the kitchen. And they're like, okay, what do we want to put in here to get the f- yeah. attract the carp? And you know, some of my kids are like, oh, vanilla, and I'm like, oh, those are good it's recipes, right? Put almost some like you know when yeah. you're a kid. I don't know. I used to sit at a restaurant and I'd like get ice cream and then mix all this crazy. Yeah. Like when I was yep. done eating, yep. I'd mix all this food together, and make a mess. So in a way, it's like a dream for a kid. Yeah, it's just oh throwing yeah, it's anything you want. Plus, they catch a fish the size of them. And carp yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? they're like it. my recipe worked. <laughs> they do. They'll run around and then yeah, it's great. And uh, last year, I think the smallest kid that attended the carp derby won the derby with the largest fish oh it was really yeah it was a little tiny girl and she <laughs> had so a funny. giant fish and i think we'll try and post that we'll try and post that photo if i can drag it out again but yeah it was giant 
you, you mentioned some of the partnerships like Washoe, uh, Washoe Lake State Park. You know, um, we've, we've done that before with them, and we also have done with Lahontan State Park. Um, so the park, uh, park services, is our state park services really have partnered up with us. They think it's a great event, too. They like to see the visitation. Um, they give us free entry to the park nice. when we have that event. So that is really cool. They set it up for us. They make sure that we have everything there. Um, that we need, whether it's garbage cans. So it's a really good partnership to be working with them and using those waters. Um, so that's just something I wanted to mention for the state parks, how we've partnered up. And I'm sure Ivy has had uh, her share of partnering down there, too. Yeah, we have one coming up with Free Fishing Day with Echo Canyon State Park. So, yeah, they do a lot of great stuff with us, and I love working with state parks. Nice. Awesome. Well, we are running out of time for the first half of the show, but we will be right back after this short break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we are talking all about carp and getting out there to fish carp. Um, We were saying before the break that this really is a partnership. We have all these events that we're promoting people to get out there and fish for carp, but we couldn't do it without our partnerships. Yeah, you know, we spoke to um, the fact that State Parks has been so, uh, you know, accommodating to us about how they're opening up their gates for our event and how they bring out, you know, all the uh, facility use that we need, everything from bathrooms to garbage. Um, They're just there for us when we have this event, and it's just been a great partnership for them, not only to expose the park and let people know where it is. um, We're able to do that through this event. And then, you know, it promotes it. So these people go, and they catch a bunch of carp, and they may even catch some other fish, like catfish and things. They're like, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, I didn't know that this was such a good fishery, you know, and, um, yeah, we're going to be coming back out. And then they realize how good the camping is. Right, yeah. and I think that's that's definitely one of the things is even during because Nevada being the driest state in the union, yeah, right, it's almost always like we're up and down through drought. Yeah. So in the drought years, carp fishing and cat fishing and those type of species are still good to catch and to yeah go fishing for, and then people kind of discover new parks and they explore and right. So oh yeah, yeah for better. Sure. We did that for both, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, you know Lahont and I. You know, it's one of those very unique places where you can come and camp right on the beach, right on the water. Right. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, not, not many places allow you to do that, right? And uh, so, you know, that's a good for those folks that are learning that when they come to our carp derby. And then the Washoe Lake, um, same thing. I think a lot of people don't know. It's so close to Reno. And then they've op- we've opened up that carp derby there. And um, we usually have that in the tail end of the summer. And, and that's always been a really highly attended one, too. We, it's not... You know, it's close to the same numbers. and uh, Oh, yeah, and bigger fish sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the, I think, uh, you know, people didn't know that, you know, that's ex- right there in their backyard, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's been a good partnership and for uh, both of us. Opening up all kinds of opportunities for yeah, people. Yeah, and Ivy, I know Ivy's had a bunch of good things to say about her partnerships going on down there. Yeah, working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is, is really awesome. They're uh, a great bunch of people. They really love their resource. 
And so when we get together with them out at Paranagat National Wildlife Refuge, they, they have a uh, friendship group that brings in um, the, the, the gentleman that likes to cook the carp, and they have other activities for the kids. So if they get bored with the fishing, they have uh, a casting area set up so they can practice that. They have face painting and all kinds of different um, activities to keep all the kids, whether they're you know a one-year-old or a 15-year-old, happy and busy. If they're, but then there's always the fishing and like you were mentioning earlier, we had a um, the the second biggest fish was caught by the, the one of the smallest children, and the joy on their face to hold this huge fish in their arms was just amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And yeah. I think you brought up another good point. The carp derbies and these these events are great for for a range of ages, mm-hmm. and it's because they can like the little kids can like go off and play. Yeah, or they can play in the sand, play in the mud. You can do yeah. You yeah. can make a mud hole. You can dig yeah. it. I think my yeah. kid won year one year for the dirtiest kid. Yeah, you got to have the <laughs> the award for dirtiest kid, yeah. biggest fish, smallest so fish. He all still those got th- an award. Yeah, he got yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, he was so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to partnerships, I mean, yeah, the the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, state parks, um, national park service. There's so many, and I work a lot with the city of Las Vegas here too, doing different events around the city. You know, you can't do it alone, so you have to have those great partnerships. And we have so much fun, and it's just it's awesome. Right, and when we start advertising these events, a lot of times the the staff from the other agencies will bring their kids, right? Yeah, they're they're yeah. like, hey, can I bring my kids? And you're like, of course. Like, yeah, we're just hanging out catching fish, and so you invite them into your group, and and you, I mean, we have great partnerships and people we've worked with year after year after year, and and it does help for sure. Yeah, and they love it too because I mean, we bring the expertise for the event, and they bring extra bodies, and it's just it all works. Yeah, for sure. Are you guys going to get into a little of the the technique? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I'm we should need get some technique. I think oh, we yeah. should for sure talk about like the nuts and bolts of uh, sure. the meat and potatoes of of carp fishing, and we talked a little bit about recipes. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any uh, like what works the best, or like? So it is kind of like uh, the Joe Dirt when he goes off on the fireworks, like the uh, <laughs> like all these different <laughs> ways of like catching carp, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and we were trying to explain Good reference, by the way. different ways to uh, <laughs> Joe to catch Dirt carp. and Carp Dirt. <laughs> it's, it <laughs> goes hand in hand, man. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but the way that we do it is we, we actually boil corn and Kool-Aid, right? And so and you boil it, you corn, Kool-Aid, and water, you boil it down, and it makes this thick, like, Grape, gross smelling. I think initially when I walked uh, in, I asked for a consistency. Yeah, I, I, was, like I was curious <laughs> if it was mashed potatoes, but that wasn't quite it's right. It's kind of like grits. <laughs> it's it's kind of like grits. So it's a little bit runny, but it, you can ball it up. For those who don't know grits, what, what other consistency? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Get snowballs. Uh, um, we also do an event for carp in October with the Bureau of Reclamation and National Park Service called Cast for Kids, which is an awesome event for... Um, disabled and terminally terminally ill children but we do a lot of dough balls at that one yeah Excellent. so what's your dough ball recipe there ivy pillsbury what pillsbury. food section Ooh, <laughs> pillsbury just pillsbury. Yeah. Is that it just works straight? it's already pre-made and it's fast and easy so is there's nothing added is there yeah. blueberry pillsbury or is it oh yeah but that would work i feel well, like they're croissant rolls <laughs> Croissant yeah. rolls. Yum. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. This is making me hungry. Yeah. Right? So talking about feeding the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so the week before the event, we go out and we actually, we chum them in basically. We make like a, 
We bait them in. They it, they find that chum slick of that sweet smell, and they come in. So for the the week before, we go out on a handful of days, and and then on the morning of, we put our secret recipe on your hook, and the carp will come along, and they're kind of just mouthing the bottom of the of the um, chum line. Yeah, the chum line basically yeah. just coming up, and then as they get something, with there's certain techniques where because they they're like a soft mouth fish, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll come up, and you want to free line them. So a split sinker, they'll come up, they'll take your bait, and they'll start to swim off. And they're they're not like a real predatory fish like you would um, fish for where you would, you know, they hammer your bait. These are coming along, and they're just barely grabbing it, and then they're trying to swim off, and then that's when you actually hook them. Yeah, they don't really like to feel any weight. So that's what we've kind of learned over the years that we put our slip sinker quite a f- few feet behind so that they can at least get a couple, you know, like a foot to two feet away before they're actually... Before they actually have to pull on anything. And uh, so a little bit longer leader, um, but hooks can be pretty much any size. Yeah, it's it's uh, been all over the... Yeah, all over the place, but you want to just basically hide your bait. And uh, speaking... That's down at our Cast for Kids event. We uh, we chum with popcorn. Brings them right in. Excellent. Ashley's hungry. The corn. How about <laughs> flies? Flies. Yeah, yeah talk, let's talk flies. Flies. How about some good flies down there for uh, for carp ivy? Popcorn flies. Cheeto popcorn. flies. Take uh, Love it. the orange earplugs for, for shooting and cut them into smaller pieces and put them on a hook. I mean, tie them on a hook. So, um, but <laughs> it's funny what draws them in. But, you know, chum them up first with the real thing and then throw the fly out there. Wow. Love it. Love it. Nice. Excellent. So I, so for anybody listening, like if they go to the fly shop, Jan, like what, what do they ask for? <laughs> you, know, you don't I ask for to, earplugs. You know, right? I, I, I need a <laughs> <the> cheeto <laughs> fly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't so get your flies in the fly fishing department. You go to the hunting department and get the earplugs. Get the earplugs. All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm on your hardware store Save for some the fly. money. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. You know, I... I I think with with bait that the technique is is they're picking it up off the bottom and eating it, whereas flies you can kind of really target them at different times. Whether they're they're feeding you know on the bottom and tailing where you see their kind of tail sticking up out of the water, or they're they're feeding mid column or near the surface. Um, uh, Chris touched base uh, kind of on 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 how Mike started, and if I'm not mistaken, he actually started near the surface. With he did. The yeah, he started with cottonwood. The or cotton the cottonwood wood. seeds, yeah. So he did a cottonwood seed fly, which was a what, CDC uh, material. Yeah, and, yeah. And then he basically real light material on top of the surface. That's where he kind of started with. Um, and then kind of progressed from there. He then started with some parachutes and using parachute um, like atoms, but they, then he would tie them with the colors like Ivy's talking about, orange. They're for whatever re- reason they really attracted the to tractor. these, yeah, these orange colors, and then um, what's key to w- when they're on the surface when they start what's called clooping, where they get in big groups and they cloop the top of the surface, so they're just sucking like little things off the surface, like midges, seeds yeah, cottonwood seeds, like midges, or anything like eh. that. Super sensitive though when you go to cast to these clooping carp. They're uh, mm-hmm. as soon as you cast it, if you don't do it just right, they'll blow up. And then they sit and they send a signal out that basically says, you know, hey, beware. Lockjaw. Yeah, lockjaw. And they, but if you don't do it right, you can hook them out of these clooping, like, so basically lips on top of the surface. Yeah, it looks crazy. It's like a bunch of whales just like yeah. sitting there with their so mouth weird. on the surface. It is a great, it's a craziest yeah. thing you've ever seen. And then 
Uh, what he did off of that parachute is he dropped usually a midge and really short, short, short tip it, like, you know, like four or five inches, it, less than that sometimes, and just enough to get into that clooping area, and then they suck that midge in, boom, it's on. Yeah. And it, it is. Uh, I One of my buddies came out um, one time, and he brought a five weight. I had to that ain't going to do it. You know, you, you're, you're going to get blown up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Throws his, catches one of these 15-pound carp and busts his five weight oh right no. now. It's kind of a yeah. minimum seven weight. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. I told sure. you, actually, it was like Joe Dirt on the fireworks. It is. Oh yeah. And I think it's like over and over and over. Yeah. And all these things. <laughs> but hardcore carp fishermen, I mean, that's all good info for sure. Yeah. It, it, for it anybody that knows um, carp or catching carp, um, you want to find – I think Chris and I have talked before, but like you want to find a spot that's that's shallow, because carp will if it's shallow they'll just spool you. Oh with yeah. the fly, it's a visual game. It's, right. it's almost always you're seeing that that fish eating the fly to to make that connection for sure. Because when you're fishing bait, like you said, you give them that that slack or, or the uh, the room to swim a bit yeah. uh, with the bait in their mouth, and it's just, it's the same thing with the fly. You, it you suck it in. Yeah, you're not going to feel the grab really ever with with carp you're you're gonna see your fly disappear what um aaron was referring to the shallows so we actually have a place we take we go and we find these places where there's really super shallow water and because when you catch them in the shallows like you said they rip line they go straight and so they basically will spool you out within minutes um but if they're in deep water they just go straight down so it's like tugging up a big old weight they can go down but if it's like you know three feet of water or two feet of water they go straight across from me, and they'll go a football field in, like, no time. Wow. That's so. That sounds a lot like Harmon. Yep. In the past, exactly. the, uh, yep. there used to be a f- fly fishing clinic out there yep. uh, for carp, which is hopefully going to come back here real soon. Yeah, I think um, you're going to resurface that. Hey, it's coming back. You it's should, definitely yeah. come back. More to come on that one for sure. <laughs> but those two, they took a pretty big hit, um, Papoose and Harmon, with the drought. But carp are pretty hardy. They've been around for ages right um, and there's two waters you're back. talking about where are they that that uh fallon um, so out at uh, Stillwater. um pretty cool places um, yeah very cool places but so that's that shallow shallow water that yeah so we're where to go sorry to cut you off but yeah, we're, we're kind of running out of time out. man oh, we're man. going on and on I, about we need carp. another podcast on carp See, but jan i want you to can you tell us a little bit about your your derby you have coming up and absolutely a little bit of details about it kids derby yep uh kids derby's coming up uh this saturday um we are uh, at Beach 23 at Lahontan Reservoir, which is uh, Churchill County side. And we're running from 8 to noon. Um, it is going to be an absolute blast. Uh, bring your kids out, watch them get towed around the lake by some carp for a little while, and uh, <laughs> learn what our magic recipe right is. On. So, yeah, that's June 2nd. June 2nd. Um, so we'll play the podcast this coming weekend. And, and uh, yeah, we look forward to having everybody come out. A great time. Are you yeah. going to take a registration for that, or is it registration is open? All right, cool. Registration yep. is open online. And yeah. be sure to send us your pictures. Anyone who goes out to this event, message us your pictures because then we could share them. Definitely. That Definitely. is about all the time we have, you guys. I'm sad to wrap this up. Oh man, yeah. we can, we're such suckers <laughs> for carp. <Yeah. laughs> to hear more of our podcasts, find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. You could also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information about fishing, hunting, and Nevada wildlife. Thanks for listening.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.